0: welcome to the heal and expand podcast i'm your host Yaro K. buchans clinically trained therapist healing artist and leadership mentor in my world healing is the gateway to expansion and your personal power is gold join me on a journey through the holy trinity of healing psychological spiritual and somatic using a combination of storytelling psychoeducation and ancient wisdom, we will excavate and explore what it means and how to heal and expand. Thank you for being here. All right, all right, all right. A little Matthew McConaughey from Dazed and Confused for you. I don't know where that came from, but it was just alive for me and I had to say it. By the way, I love his book. It really embodies blind-ass confidence, which blind-ass confidence takes us so far in life. And you have to have a safe nervous system in order to execute blind-ass confidence. That is not what this podcast episode is about, by the way. Today, we are going to be talking about how gratitude and survival mode cannot exist in the same space, what happens when we try to force gratitude the harm that toxic positivity causes and how gratitude really is the gateway to abundance and how to get from a state of survival mode into a state of gratitude. This is a big topic. So recently I was scrolling on the gram, as we do, and I ran across a post from a spiritual influencer and she was talking about how gratitude has been the key to her abundant wealthy life. And she also does trauma healing. And she does not realize this. I did actually leave a comment about it, but that is a very harmful statement to say to someone who is living from from a trauma response. And here is why gratitude and survival mode cannot exist in the same space so when we were when we are looking at the only way out of scarcity and into abundance is through gratitude it can feel very shaming when you're actually living in survival mode as i always do i will share through personal story so i spent a lot of years living in survival mode unconsciously i was practicing yoga meditating I was doing acupuncture. At one point, I was in therapy. I had so much emotional pain happening. I had an undercurrent of anxiety, of fear, of comparison, of judgment, of overanalyzing. And I would sometimes be told, just feel grateful for where you're at and what you have. Now, it isn't that I didn't have things to be grateful for. I absolutely did. And then because I actually couldn't physically could not feel grateful for them, I would feel so much shame. And then I would shame myself for not being a good person because I wasn't able to feel gratitude and I must just be really selfish and so I would go into this shame spiral because I was unable to feel grateful. And so as I was reading this, you know, woman's post and her intentions are so good, But the reality is, if you're a trauma healer and you're telling people to just be grateful and that great gratitude is gonna help them get out of survival mode, you're missing a key step. People first have to feel safe in their bodies in order to feel grateful. So when we're living in survival mode, which most of the world is, it is very difficult to come from an open-hearted, connected, grateful space it is very difficult to connect to gratitude when you're running mostly through survival mode. You might have moments where you connect to gratitude. You might have times where you connect to gratitude, but to live in a state of gratitude, which is really what helps us open up into abundance, feels impossible when we're living in survival mode. So you get up and you run through your day and you're overworked and you're tired and you're running in sympathetic which is fight or flight also shows up as anxiety and then you come home and you crash on your couch and you binge watch tv and you crash into dorsal and then you get up and you go through it again you very rarely get to what is called ventral which is connection home and joy and love and that is the state that you have to be in to have gratitude so when you're living through your survival responses there's a rigidity in your nervous system You are stuck in a trauma response. And when you are stuck in a trauma response, getting back to ventral, which is connection, home, and joy, and love, feels quite difficult. And the only way we can actually truly experience gratitude as a way of being is when we're living from ventral. And so a lot of times we will hear in this world, Well, you just have to be grateful for what you have or be grateful for the small moments and that allows more to grow. All of that is true. However, we're missing a step and it's a key step. And it's not an easy step because it takes shifting your nervous system and your nervous system only shifts with consistent daily practice and willingness. And when you're sending yourself into a shame spiral, because you might have a seemingly really good life from the outside, you know that doesn't matter, right? It actually, all that matters is how you feel in your body. How does your body feel? How does your heart feel? Are you able to deeply connect to your breath? Are you able to surrender and soften and be intimate and vulnerable with yourself and with people who you love? Are you able to fully commit to you and to believe and have faith in yourself? Those are the things that matter. What you have externally does not matter when internally you're fighting for your life. And when you're living in your trauma responses, you are actually fighting for your life. And so when someone tells you to feel grateful when you're living from a trauma response, it actually feels quite threatening to your nervous system And it can perpetuate pain shame as i spoke about earlier sending you into a shame spiral it can also create resentment anger shutdown it can make you feel unheard and unseen and when you are screaming through your symptoms so maybe your symptoms are you can't sleep you have anxiety you have depression you have illness and someone just says just be grateful it just perpetuates the issues. And then, as I've said like three times, but it's so important to repeat again because it's key. If you don't feel like you can be grateful, you start to shame yourself. I used to get very angry when people would tell me to be grateful because I knew that intellectually. I couldn't embody it. I felt like I was in so much pain and I was suffering so deeply that the thought of embodying gratitude was so far out of reach for me. And then what would happen is I would go into catastrophizing. Well, if I can't be grateful, then I'm not gonna create this abundant life. I'm not gonna create this big vision. I'm not gonna have the wealth that I wanna have. I'm not gonna have the life I wanna have. I'm not gonna have the partner that I wanna have. If I can't be grateful, then my whole world is over. That's how it felt. And I physically could not be grateful. I could have moments of it. I could connect to my heart. I could feel gratitude sometimes when I was in yoga or sometimes when I was meditating, I would just, my heart would open and I would just be crying and I would feel such immense joy and gratitude. It was not my constant way of being in the world. And actually, if I'm being very honest, I still to this day, it's a practice for me to come back to gratitude because I spent a lot of years living through my trauma responses, living with a dysregulated nervous system and not realizing that i was because it's normalized in in our society in our society it is normal to have a dysregulated nervous system to avoid your pain to avoid your shame to not be vulnerable to not be radically honest with yourself and to play the victim in life i was listening to a podcast this morning with richard rudd and erica claire jones uh she's a human design expert and he created the gene keys and he said if you can look at the constellation of your wounds and you can look at how your soul has actually created this for your highest good then you can move out of a victim mindset and you can realize that your soul is working forward for you and that there's magic in there this is something that i often say and to hear him say it validates that because sometimes when you say that to people they accuse you of victim shaming and here's the reality of that i don't have an answer for all the things in the universe but what i can say is your soul is always working for you and i know that that's hard because we have to look at some very atrocious things that happen in this world and it feels unfair and confusing, and I don't have answers for that. But I know that the more I have taken radically, radical accountability and responsibility for myself and my own life and how my energetic vibration creates it and how my soul is always working for my highest transformation, the more quickly I have transformed and shifted my life. When I am looking outside of myself, I am in a perpetual state of suffering. When I stop and I go in and I look at the ways I'm not being grateful, the ways I don't feel safe, the ways I'm still holding on, it's such a powerful place to exist in. That was a little bit of a tangent. So here's the thing is that when I was living through a state of not being able to be grateful, I was also living in a victim state and I didn't actually even know it most of the time. It was unconscious for me because I've always believed we have to take personal responsibility. I've also always believed that our soul is, is working for our highest ascension and our highest transformation. And in fact, all of humanity's highest ascension and highest transformation. We have to stop and get radically honest. And I've always believed this, but I was still unconsciously seeking saving and playing the victim and not taking radical accountability and kind of banging my head against the wall saying, why is this happening to me? instead of stopping and getting radically honest and going, what is actually happening? And being so gentle with myself and so compassionate with myself. And then this goes back to, you know, last week or two weeks ago, I think it was last week's episode around gentleness versus valid excuses. The greatest thing you can ever do for yourself is to soften and be gentle with yourself. And it becomes very sneaky because if you are softening and being gentle with yourself and allowing yourself excuses without taking personal radical responsibility, you're just perpetuating suffering and you're staying in that stuck state. And then you're never actually gonna be able to feel grateful because you're coming from a child's point of view. And when you're coming from a child's point of view, children are narcissists, they're supposed to be. They are all about themselves. They need, 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 need. They have so many needs and they are meant to. And it is their parents' or caretakers' responsibility to hold the children so that the ch- and guide the children back to themselves as is appropriate. This is what we spoke about in the initiation masterclass that I just finished. We spoke about initiating from being that in that child state into being the leader in your life. You cannot step into being lead- the leader in your life when you're still living from a survival state, when you're still living through your trauma responses because inside of that is a little tiny part of you. This goes back to the inner child episode. There's a little tiny part of you who needs holding, who needs attunement, who needs to be able- feel seen and held. And when you can soften towards her, you can actually start to shift and to take personal responsibility. A two-year-old can't take personal responsibility. A two-year-old is still looking for someone to hold her. And most of us were not attuned to, we were not held, we were not seen, we were not validated, we were not nurtured in the way that we need to be nurtured to be leaders in our lives. And then that goes back to here we are living as adults through our survival mode, through our trauma responses, and we don't feel able to be grateful. And then we shame ourselves for it instead of going, okay, so what's happening for me in my body right now that I'm feeling unable to be grateful and then breathing into our bodies deeply and slowly and fully all the way in and noticing what's actually happening. Noticing where there's tension, where there's tightness, where there's rigidity, where there's resistance, and we might need a guide to help us do this. And someone who's going to hold us while challenging us and then hold us again. Because someone who just validates and holds you, you're not actually going to shift into expansion. A lot of us need a lot of holding, a lot of gentleness, and a lot of radical accountability. And it all needs to be in one. When Richard Rudd said in that podcast episode, he said, gentleness and compassion are the most powerful way to transform. He's right. And there needs to be accountability. There needs to be holding. There needs to be challenging of perceptions, of ways of being, of ways of relating to the world. Because if we don't have that, we stay in the cycle of being a child. We stay in the cycle of being the victim. We stay in the cycle of not being able to fully step into being embodied and feeling truly grateful for every moment moment of our lives because this life is a magical gift. It's a magical gift. But the way we're living in society sucks the joy out of it. It doesn't allow us to feel alive. We're totally disconnected from each other, from pleasure, from joy, from play. And the reason we are is because we have unprocessed trauma. There's so much rigidity in our systems and I spoke about this last week about when I watched the State of the Union address and I thought, oh my gosh, they all need to eat acid and go to a rave and I I believe that fully and completely. We are so disconnected from our souls and from what it means to be alive, from what it means to actually guide us to wisdom and to depth and through the darkness so that we can find the gold and bring it back into the light and integrate and allow all things to exist. We all have dark parts of ourselves and we avoid those through our trauma because it doesn't feel safe to see those parts because those parts of us were not accepted by our primary caretakers or by society. And so what we did is we shoved them down inside, pretended they didn't exist, and then they come out sideways. And then we live in trauma through trauma responses and through a dysregulated nervous system, and we are unable to actually get radically honest with who we are and what exists within us. And those darker ways of being They are usually just a call for your soul to be heard, for you to integrate and process the pain that needs to be integrated and processed. It needs to metabolize through your body. And when you metabolize the pain through your body, when you shift your shame, when you're able to look at your shame and breathe and be with another human or maybe other humans, group healing is the most powerful way to shift this. This last weekend, some women who i've worked with one-to-one they've been in the art of connecting and then they were in my second level group expand together all of them met in new york city and just seeing them together was so beautiful and so emotional for me because they've done healing deep healing work together they've seen each other in ways in spaces in the depths and raw vulnerability that most people never see another human being. And they all met and they were all together and they went to dinner. And it was just so profound to see that level of connection and to know where they'd come from and how they had connected and how much they had seen of each other. And when we bring those dark parts of ourselves, those shameful parts of ourselves into a space with another human or even more profoundly with other humans, it's the most transformative thing in the world. It brings us back into safety in our bodies because we are attachment-based creatures. We need connection. And when we have that level of connection, when we are seen, when we are held, when we're validated, and then when we're challenged to shift and expand, it creates magic. And we are only able to do that if we're willing to go through. And when we're willing to go through, when we're willing to not try to gloss it over, which brings us to toxic positivity, oh, just think happy thoughts or don't think that negative thought anymore. That negative thought is actually creating your reality. No, actually, what's creating your reality is your energetic vibration. And you can't shift it through mindset. You can say a thousand times a day a mantra. But if it's not embodied through your whole being, through your whole energetic vibration, that isn't what will show up in your life. You will have other things show up in your life, and then you'll have this cognitive dissonance between, but I'm thinking positive thoughts. Why is this what's showing up in my life? Well, this is what's showing up in your life because this is what's existing within your energetic vibration. And what is existing within your energetic vibration is what shows up in your life. So it doesn't matter what you're thinking or how much you think you know, what is embodied in your being. What is your soul communicating to you and how willing are you to listen to it? Because the universe will tap on your shoulder, tap on your shoulder and tap on your shoulder. I'm talking about this a lot with my own coach lately, my own mentor. Tap on your shoulder, tap on your shoulder, and then it will smack you across the face and then it might throw you down the stairs if you don't listen. And that's just the way it goes. And it could happen in multitudes of areas of your life. It could happen in one area over and over and over. I have definitely had this (laughs) in one area of my life. I'm laughing at myself right now because I had to be punched in the face, literally punched in the face before I was like, okay, I have not been hearing you and now I do. And feeling able to hear that and not make it mean something about me and not go into a shame spiral has been one of the greatest gifts of my life. And it has allowed me to move out of survival mode and into gratitude, into abundance, into expansion. So when we are running around the world with toxic positivity, and I've always disliked toxic positivity. However, I used to be someone who would hold on to the dark and I'd be like, the world is dark and painful and I, my, my, I, bur- I feel like I'm birthed into the world like a demon every morning when I wake up. That's literally how I felt every single day for years. And so I would hold on to this. And I would wear it like a badge because you know, I wanted to be dark. I wanted to be a dark writer who just stayed up all night and my soul was in so much pain and i I related to like Jim Morrison and Heath Ledger and all these people who were in deep, deep pain because I had so much pain inside that I had to process that I didn't even know I had to process. I didn't even know it was there. I didn't even know it was happening. And once I realized. And I did the very painful and difficult process of moving through that pain, of metabolizing that pain, of attuning to tiny yarrow, of healing my nervous system, not just regulating it, We talk about nervous system regulation a lot. I did all the somatic things for years, and I still had rigidity in my body. I still had rigidity in my mind. I did, you know, plant medicine. I did acupuncture. I literally did three hours of yoga a day sometimes. I did an hour and a half to three hours of yoga a day, five to six days a week for years, and I still had a dysregulated nervous system. The only way to actually heal your nervous system is through relational healing. Through having someone to hold your pain with you, to process it through your body, to guide you back to yourself so that you feel safe being in your body. And we cannot do this when we're running around the world pretending we're okay, not wanting to deal with our pain, throwing toxic positivity around, shaming people if they're unable to get out of their dysregulated space, blaming people. It's not about a blame. Like, yes, I know I said your soul will create what you need to see and what needs to happen for your transformation, but that's not a blame. It's just a radical responsibility for what is my soul communicating to me. These are all very nuanced and very important things because when you blame yourself, you shame yourself. When you blame others, you shame them. When you judge others, you shame them. And then that perpetuates shame and it perpetuates disconnection. And then we're not coming from open-hearted, connected spaces. And that is the only way we're going to heal in this world is if we start to hold each other and get radically honest and take deep breaths together and shift the way we're relating to the world. And through doing that, Through feeling held, through feeling seen, through feeling like it is safe to move out of our survival mode and into connection, abundance, joy, gratitude, we are actually able to feel gratitude in our hearts. And then when you feel gratitude in your heart and you start to wake up and be grateful every single day, it could be something so small. And it's a little bit like glimmers from Deb Deb Dana in Polyvagal Theory. I spoke about this on the podcast already, but a glimmer is, you know, noticing something beautiful in your day. Like right now, I have these beautiful flowers. They're so unique, which they really call to my soul, which is like just this wild animal of a soul that my mentor sent to me. And I can look at them and I can give myself a moment I can be with them for a moment because that allows me to come out of my negative biased brain, my survival mode brain and come back to connection and joy, come back to expansion, come back to gratitude. This morning I received a really beautiful message on Instagram from someone who is doing my program Mastering Abundance. And I just put the phone down and I started to do other things. And then I stopped myself and I, I took a minute And I was like, I'm just going to take this in. I'm going to take a minute to be deeply grateful that my wisdom, that my work is affecting someone else in such a profound way. And when I feel able to do that, when I feel safe to do that, everything shifts in my world, in their world. And then when we shift the world that way, we are able to create more love and connection. Because right now we are experiencing so much trauma and addiction and pain and division and it all starts with you. It all starts with you feeling safe to be with you. It all starts with you feeling safe to stop and come home to yourself and take moments that are glimmers and to be with them and allow your heart to start to blossom into gratitude. And when you're able to do that, You shift your whole life. You move out of scarcity and survival. You move into abundance and expansion. And you allow yourself to come home to and to commit to you. Committing to ourselves is the most difficult and most powerful thing we will ever do. And the more deeply you commit to yourself, the more deeply you commit to your vision and your mission in your life, the more deeply you commit to others in your life, the freer you are. When there's resistance, when there's holding back, you're just perpetuating suffering. Full let go, full surrender, full commitment. Allow yourself to see yourself. Allow yourself to be radically honest with yourself. Allow yourself to move from scarcity, survival, anxiety, depression into I'm going to be okay right now, and then I'm going to be okay right now becomes, I am so deeply grateful for every moment of my life. And maybe you start with, I am so deeply grateful for this phone call or for this message or for this coffee that tastes so good. I don't even drink coffee. I don't know why I said that. I would say tea for my magical potion of a tea with uh, matcha Root and Bones Marine Collagen and Reishi. Root and Bones is amazing. I'm giving her a shout out on my podcast because I'm obsessed with her. You should look her up on Instagram. Her mushroom and, you know, just medicinal herb products are phenomenal. Uh, I also put cacao in my little drink and I froth it all up and then I sprinkle cinnamon and cayenne and a little sea salt on top and it is everything to me. In, the, in my day. So I can be grateful for that. I can be grateful for my amazing clients who I love so tremendously. I'm deeply grateful for my cats. I'm grateful for my mom and my family. I'm grateful for my friends. I'm grateful for the fact that I get to do this beautiful work every single day to help shift you all out of survival and scarcity into abundance and expansion, into deeper, deeper connection with yourself through radical accountability, radical responsibility, radical honesty, and such immense gentleness and compassion. And that is what leads you to true, authentic, embodied gratitude. If you love this episode and want to share it with the world, screenshot, post, and tag me on Instagram. The more you share it, the more people receive it, the more people heal, and the more people who expand. And if you want to get notified of the next episode, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss a chapter. Thank you for healing and expanding with me. Take time to come home to yourself always. And if you have questions about deepening into this work in my world, please do not hesitate to reach out. You can DM me on Instagram. You can send me an email. You can send me a carrier pigeon if you can find one. Thank you so much again for being here. And I will see you all soon, dear ones.